Welcome back, everybody, to Daily DVR Does True Detective Night Country, a podcast brought to you by the DVR Podcast Network. Check us out at dvrpodcast.com. And you know what, folks? We only got one episode left, and we have not yet recruited a new patron. Come on and become a patron. Come what? support the. Yeah, can you believe it, Solo? We've got. 40 reviews now yeah we got so many great reviews on the on the apple podcasts so many awesome reviews thank you so much to all those people that did reviews um so many emails so many people joining the facebook but become a patron support the show show your support with the big old-fashioned dollar bill baby only a dollar a month that's all we need we just like people joining the crew yep go to patreon.com slash dvr join the crew course that voice you hear on the other side is my man heath we're going to be talking tonight about true detective night country episode five part five the penultimate episode and speaking of the facebook page it is daily dvr a tv and film podcast we're getting new people and i love all the interaction we're getting we've got so much feedback but the most important feedback that i want to hear is from my main man, my hetero life mate, Solo himself. Solo, what'd you think of this episode? I really enjoyed it. I was at one point, the problem with only two episodes left, you're like, okay, fifth episode, halfway through, can we get, you know, can we, (laughs) what's happening? And then, of course, you let it play out and we get a crazy true detective-esque ending for the episode i know there's been a lot of hate out there or even podcast critics we're not really critics i i i don't i don't watch something to to find the bad stuff though there are when we watch shows there's stuff that eh, maybe that doesn't work for me or let's let that play out but i I'm, i'm surprised at the lot of negativity out there uh for such a great show and you know, I think someone made a point that I, I don't know if it was football. Oh, it was the with the Chiefs. Everyone's like, I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl. Chiefs, Niners, screw that. And it gets like 200 million people with all platforms and stuff. It's like they'll say something on Twitter, but then you see them that's, outside that's in our the society. real world and no yeah. one complains. I know. No, so I know. I people know. love to hate. That's the new thing, like hate watching shows and Right, you know, right. That, that's the and you're right. This has been getting hate, but man, I'm loving it. I thought this episode was awesome. Yeah. What else? Yeah, you got, I man? really, I really enjoy this. <laughs> no, I got, I got a lot of stuff there. Axel Foley. <laughs> that's Jesus, it. The well, podcast you, is over. <laughs> it's over. Well, the problem is, is before we were recording, Axel was singing me his rendition of this oh, True you, Detective you song, stop. and now I got it in my head. <laughs> true Detective. <laughs> I got it in my be head. My true Detective. Can you? It's like an R and B song, and that had a little rap in it too. True Detective, the way to be. Take your clothes off. Put them by the ice. Jump in there. <laughs> Jump in the seat. No, well, it sounded like one nice. of those 80s pop yeah. songs that added yeah. a little. That's what it, it was like a yeah. Sheila E. Or like uh, Escapade did it or something, right? That's a good, I like that. Escapade. Oh. Now I'm um. going to Janet Jackson's Escapade. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's get focus. Where It's weird because, you know, the show dropped 
streaming on Friday. Not everyone gets met, you know. And then, of course, Super Bowl Sunday, it came out. So there's been a lot more. Uh, there's been a couple of days ahead of time, and true. we're recording on a true Tuesday nighttime in the night country of Oregon and California. So um, it, it, it's I, I, I listen. Usually, I don't listen to pods until after we pod, but I had to like hear what people were thinking and stuff. So I listened to a few pods oh, to get okay. to get going. Okay. So it was a little different. That's why I know about the hate because I don't really pay attention to X or anything like that. Um, but it, it, it's kind of the podcast I listened to had issues. Interesting. Uh, and that's why. I, so I was like, huh? Yeah, that's interesting so to I, me because I figured after the heavy supernatural stuff, this episode really came down to earth, I felt. And we, right. we really got into the actual investigation. We found out information about the Tuttles and what's going on. You know, I mean, like we found things out. So I was a little surprised too, but hey, you know, that's how people are going to be. I, I happen to think that this was a great episode and I was worrying with two episodes to go, wow, how are they going to wrap this up? How are they going to? And I felt all the decisions that they made for me, we're true to what we have seen in the show so far, right? Which means that, yes, surprising things happen, but other things happen that we kind of felt were there anyway, right? We could kind of get from what was going on, the direction it was going. And overall, mm -hmm. I thought it was awesome. I mean, obviously, the end was was super shocking. Um, but I have a question for you just to start. Cause this is, okay. I mean, I, again, I wasn't in love with the music. Uh, it was a little heavy, but that's, I've come to expect that's what it is. We don't need to talk about that again, but I felt it was a little bit better. Um, but the one main question that my wife and I had, and I want to ask you is, were you a little surprised that we see Navarro getting the ashes of her sister and she seems okay. She doesn't even look that fucked up from when she got beaten up. And it's only like a week or so later, right? It was like Christmas then and it's New Year's. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of like that touch. But we really never got any explanation about the ear bleeding and the sitting there staring at the tree. They didn't really even talk about it. That was the one thing right off the bat that I have to admit the first couple minutes I was like, well, what's, what's going on? And then we're, but then of course we're thrown right into this falling into the ice shit. <laughs> like, what's going on? Rose is popping up again, but I, I don't know. Did that throw you for a little bit? Were you like, Hey, there's Navarro. Cause I, I thought she might be like in a coma or something. No, you know, I think I'm trained with the whole a week later. Because my wife asked that too. It was like, wait a minute, what about the ear? And everything? I go, well, it is a week later. Uh, so a lot, you know, there's stuff that has passed in a week. So we haven't seen the aftermath of what happened. Because um, it, it, they don't really talk about it directly. I'm wondering if it's going to come up in the finale. Because um, they're off, you know, going to the cave. I'm wondering if that stuff's going to come up. And, but I don't know if they're ever going to really explain what happened to her. I mean, we kind of know with what happened to Otis, what Otis told us this episode. 
of what happened to him in 98 that it's kind of similar except she you know her eyes didn't get burnt or you know anything like that but it was like similar effects so i think see this is the thing axel i think in old true detective ways i would say season one and three there's a lot that happens that doesn't necessarily get explained in your network tv way (laughs) let's say but it's there in the dialogue or there in you kind of go through this the season and they may not directly talk about something, but there's little hints or it's just real life where sometimes people don't like to talk about crazy events or whatever. And I know as a viewer watching a show, it's a little different. And in this season, I feel it's a little mix. So in old true detective way, not really discussing that and jumping in time kind of makes a little sense to me not to talk about it right away. But at the same time, there's certain things that have been talked about. So it's kind of like a mix of say season one, but I, I, I don't, I wasn't taken out of it, but I just kind of like, that does seem like a big thing not to talk about, but would they talk about it a week later? That's That's, the thing. That, that is a good point. That is a good point. And I think, it does overall it's i mean i guess the question is did it really happen the edit you know we've talked about the editing was so mm. weird and i i rewatched right. that episode right. and i was like that editing really was weird that end part um did it really happen i don't know maybe in a sense it does speak to me. It's the same thing with the orange and what she, what happened to her sister, what happened to her mother. It's almost as if I really feel that they're marking Navarro to die in the finale, not to make predictions too early. It's not even really a prediction. I just kind of feel like the show is telling us that, that she is somehow maybe already crossing over to that other place uh, and feels that pull, or maybe that's a question. Maybe she felt that pull there. Um, and God, with what happened in this episode, it's, uh, that's know. a great point because, you know, when, when Rose says, you know, the dead come back, you see them, they either want to just be with you, tell you something or take, take them with you. Hey, I think I got the three. Yeah, I always forget. There you go. The first one. So it does seem more from the end of last episode and this episode, especially on the ice, that her vision that she's seeing now, whether it's her sister now and not her mother, you know, I mean, the hair in the laundromat and different. It seems like it someone's calling to her and it seems like someone with the ice cracking does want to take take them with her. Maybe Jules, spirit is wants his her sister to be with her in this afterlife type whatever it is mm-hmm. um is it her mother as well is it both of them what is it but it does seem like what she's seeing and what she's feeling that they want to take it now she's also seeing these visions like with the little kid all these visions of people pointing so i want to ask you axel when someone mm-hmm. points normally it's look at that or if someone's pointing at you or through it's what look behind you so i'm wondering if some of these visions she's having are you know whether it's you're the one 
or look behind you, watch out, or is it pointing at something else? And so I'm, I, I started thinking about that in the shower, actually. Um, <laughs> I wasn't using any SpongeBob products, but I, I was just wondering why is everyone pointing when she sees, especially with this little kid as she's crossing and then she visions her that, you know, and she's pointing, um, what, what do you think, uh, the pointing could be about? I, yeah, I just, I feel like it's somehow she's at the epicenter of this or, or. I don't, or maybe she's next, you know, it, it, right. it, 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 it seems, it does seem a bit more ominous to me. And that, you know what? That kid really held that point. Like the mom was like, come on. And the kid was like <laughs> still pointing while the mom's like grabbing the kid's arm. It's like, if my kid was pointing like that, I would be like, what the fuck is something wrong with, I'd like, look. Oh, so in do the you eye. think, do you think that really happened or that was her, a vision of her? I don't know. It's almost as if the kid oh. was possessed. You know, oh, cause I, I, I took it as a vision, like she, her mind interpreted that not the kid didn't actually point. I think it could go either way, either way. Right. I think right. you could definitely interpret that just like with the polar bear with one eye. I think there's a lot of that stuff that you could, I mean, she has vision, like we were talking about visions when she's falling through the ice and whatnot and. You know, um, when she sees like, I think it's her sister floating when they're in the dredge in the last episode, right? right? Like, is this stuff really happening? And then we also, um, uh, there's some mention of it. Um, Andrea mentions it on her Facebook, the Navarro's flashbacks to the war. Right? Mm -hmm. Like when she was a soldier, what's up with that? What is that trying to say? Why do we, and we got, I think we got a flashback like that with her previously. We um, did a couple. Yeah. Uh, one, so, at least one looking at the, the, the soldier that's face was, oh, face yes, was like blown up. Yes. And then the course. one with, yep. uh, with Holden. So um, that's interesting. As well. You know, and um, Janine says it's like she has. PDSD and she's, she's having all these different types of delusions. She has met, she has a history of mental illness, right? She has obviously many events that could lead to PDSD, the Wheeler incident itself, her job, you know, I mean, I think they right. say like all, all police officers and first responders suffer from that, suffer from some form of PDSD. Um, and you have the spiritual stuff that's happening too. She does seem like an somehow the epicenter. Maybe she's the one who will stop this. May, you know, maybe she's the one who will uh, or sacrifice herself or sacrifice her. Yeah, I could see that as well. I just I'm wondering too, Axel. Is I'm wondering if she. I mean, her mother. Her mother had the mental illness, and then of course, Jules. Um, I'm wondering if it started in Afghanistan and then was kind of fine. And then the Wheeler thing, when she finally saw like another demon or whatever, then it started coming back. And now it's like full force. Maybe when she moved Jules to Ennis, I don't know, being closer to her st again, started that, you know, there's, we, we only have so much information. Um, I just would like to know how, 
if it like happened with with her, like she's seen visions or whatever, and then not for a while, and then certain things trigger this. Mm, that's um, and yeah, you know, yeah. That so so that it's just sense. like yeah, it's just a it's just a potpourri of man, this poor girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's I mean, going through a lot, and and you like you said there, it seems to be always a part of her mother or her sister in her life, right? So yeah, right. Even from childhood. So I think that whether or not it's real or it is uh, something it's from mental illness, genetic that's or in or PTSD things that have happened to them, right? That changed them. But it seems like all three of these things come together. And when you look at it and you think about the world, that's like kind of the history of humanity. <laughs> right? I mean, well, yeah. even if you like look at our country right now, it's like how di- how people deal with trauma, right? Do they seek to empathize and find solutions and find common ground, or do they seek to divide and hate and make it somebody's the problem that we have to take care of? You know, sure. um, and I think in the same way. Uh, they're telling that story through this character and it's very successful for me. I find her to be so compelling. She's such, I mean, she's going to be in so much stuff. Uh, oh, great actor. It's, how long is it going to be until star Wars or Marvel swoops her? I mean, come on. She's so physical too, right? She's obviously a great athlete. So right. those movies are just, like, you have to be an athlete to do them, you know? Just hopefully she won't do Fast and the Furious 18. Oh, That's the, she would be she perfect for Fast and I Furious know, though, solo. Uh, you, know, you know what, Kaylee? If they give you a buttload of money, go for it. It's have about family. It. That's what I say. Oh, man. It's about generational <laughs> wealth for your family. Uh, um, she would be great, though, in those movies. Uh, she <laughs> like, would kind of taking over the Vin Diesel role. Like, um, she'd be awesome. Let's, anyway. uh, let's jump over and talk a little bit about what Danvers was up to this episode because um, we get to see Otis again. And this dude is great. This actor is doing it, man. (laughs) It's committed. Underrated, man. Yes. He's good. He is really, who's playing him? Gosh, I should, I should look him up on the old, uh, because he, he deserves a shout out. Just for, uh, I could see him in the next mine hunter as one of the serial killers, you know, Oh, being interviewed. Yeah. That his name is Klaus Tang. Klaus oh, Tang. Klaus. Yeah. So Klaus, you're fucking kicking ass. A German born resident of Ennis, Alaska playing Otis. Um, yeah, he was great this episode and you know, I have never I, I, I don't, I've never done like heroin. I've never, I have never had an issue with it or anything, but it's it, that thing when it's like, I need my medicine. Like that's always in the movies. I was saying <laughs> that to my wife. I don't mean to laugh about it. It's sad, but it's like, that's, that was, it just, that was kind of a stereotypical thing, but the way he communicated it, I felt was like, I really, this character, I was immediately pulled in. Um, so basically Liz steals the drugs, gets him right in the idea of getting him to Mark. I didn't quite understand the, this part of it, which was she wanted, she kept on having him like Mark places on the map, but then she wanted him 
to take her. She wanted to take him to the places too, which I didn't, I don't know. It was a little, okay. Bit- so basically, basically what, what I got from it originally Danvers and Navarro go to, you know, the land, the, uh, the silver sky mining, right. the entrance yeah. that's been blown out that we see. So now the they need to find it later too. Yeah. And, and, and I know me and Ando have been going back on how police officers in a small town should know everything, but they, well, when they bring Danvers in Kate and Ted and they're like, you know, what were you doing on this land? It yeah. almost feels like they wouldn't know about that land just because it whether it, yep. it's, it's, it's silver, it's their property. There's, you know, please don't go there or whatever. So that could be why they didn't know where it was. So then with the entrance being blown and then she's of course, at, we'll talk about the Kate scene, but you know, then she's off the case. And then when she, she goes to see the stillborns. Then she's back, steals the heroin, and I guess wants Otis to take take him there. But it was smart before he goes to shoot up. She's like, mark it where? Because I guess there's different entrances you oh, can go from Oh, I the see top, what you're trying to say. Just in point. case he gets fucked up from taking the heroin, mark What if he gets now. so fucked up and over? To, you mean, you I mean, okay, I didn't. It, she's like, mark it now just because who knows? That went over my head. Thank you so Okay. That okay. went over my you head. You got it, buddy. You did a nice I, job of succinctly uh, putting that together. I like it. Hey, hey I'm once in a good while recap. I come through in the clutch. You should do a podcast, yeah. man. You did, uh, maybe. I don't know. It's not my thing. Man, I don't know. You're pretty good <laughs> at talking. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I, okay, I understand that now. Okay. But I okay. like the way that kind of chaos a little bit right i think made the end feel it brought it kind of brought the tension up the trying to get this guy and how she's going to get him out and all that kind of stuff i like the way it brought the tension up Um, but i guess we should talk a little bit about that meeting that she has with kate and Connolly at silver before we do that okay before we do that axel because i definitely want to talk about that um, but when, when Danvers is talking with Otis, I didn't really catch this the first time I watched it. And then the second time I really listened and I actually rewound to, to hear. So he says, Otis says that Raymond Clark asked him, how did you survive about, how did you survive your injuries? And, um, you know, and then of course, Raymond says, she's awake. Um, I have to hide. She's out there. So I'm like, does Raymond Clark know so this was after all the scientists got were killed, right? Yes. We're assuming yes and then yep, Ra- and yep. the, yeah. Okay. So he's asking Raymond how, how he survived his injuries. So was Raymond in close proximity? Cause evidently I don't know if he got those injuries. We don't know that yet. And of course, Otis is like, well, did I really survive these injuries? Look at me. But I'm wondering what that why he's asking him that meaning like maybe if Raymond's gonna get you know this person that's out there she's awake if I'm confronted is there a way to survive if that happens again like oh, so I'm wondering okay. what you I see thought. that I you know see, what I mean that's interesting that that's interesting um I hadn't I, I honestly I hadn't really considered that but I think that that makes a lot of sense looking for some way to, you know, 
get yeah because you know defeat Otis, this Otis thing ex- or get past it but i thought right. clark was hiding out in his room or so, and he first missed what happened that's that's the feeling that i got but. well that's the thing because when otis says when the incident happened with him the the, the group he was with heard the screams and followed the sounds and he didn't go with them and still got these injuries and the rest of them, of course, I believe died or I, I, I don't know offhand every detail. Apologize. So now I'm wondering if Raymond was out there and got away, he would have the same injuries as Otis if he was in close proximity or a little bit back. So I, we don't know exactly um, where he was when this happened. Now, of course, when we go to uh, with Kate and Ted, they're saying Anchorage says it was, you know, an avalanche, a, a, a real freeze, and there's no murder here. Mm. And of course, I got to believe that's co- covering up. And Kate does make a good point to Damers. You should be happy this isn't a murder. <laughs> you know, you don't have to worry about closing, you know, seven murders or whatever cases. Um, so, one thing I will say about this meeting. And then I, I, I want to get your thoughts. I've been a big proponent that Ted was the big bad. And when, when it's, when Danvers shows the, the reports that Pete gave her about how, you know, the mining company funds, Salah station and yada, yada. And T- Ted's reaction, it, I don't think he knew about that. I think when she, you know, when she later talks to Hank, how you know he's got political aspirations and maybe he's covered some things up but i don't know if he's necessarily as the big bad as i thought what do you think um i uh it seems like uh kate is really the one that's in charge right um at whether or not he sees himself as being able to get his political aspirations, allowing him to supplant her. Right. And I mean, that's how these things happen, right? Like they get into bed with each other. They're always trying to one up each other. And maybe he feels like, you know, we still, we see to me right now, Kate is the overall big bad, obviously with the thing with Hank, we know that they spilled the beans about all that. We know the connections, but whatever, are we going to get anything bigger than that as far as Tuttle goes or the cult or anything like that? I'm not so sure. Uh, I think right. it might ju- that might remain a shadowy part of the show. And in the end, it really was Kate who was pulling the strings. And it does seem to me that when at the end, when uh hank talks about when he basically gives you know forces uh his son's hand really by saying in front of danvers i just move the body there right implicating himself i didn't kill her Yeah. yeah it the instructions came from kate that's what i got from it no, that was because yeah. he was supposed to get chief of police by helping them out it, so, and they, they couldn't make it happen. Uh, so they gave him money and that's where he was right. sending his catfish girlfriend money. So in the um, end, she's the big bossy here. Yeah. And it does seem even when in, you know, when, when 
uh, Kate and Henry <laughs> are talking. It's like, well, you know, he's like, I- I'm not a killer. Why don't you get, you know, Conley to do it? And it's like, no, he's got political aberrations. He's not. And I'm like, huh, that kind of got to me that maybe Ted isn't the, a lot of behind this now. And I think, but because, I think he's been a part of it though. I think behind no, no, no. Danvers back, he's been a part of it. There's definitely stuff he's privy to and that he's doing for his political career. I just don't know how deep he goes now. That's you would say, point. well, he's the one telling her to shut. That's the, that's the only thing now I thought he was really deep, but I don't know how deep he actually goes. And uh, real quick, also, when he when he tells Danvers to shut down the case, you know, Anchorage says, you know, wasn't wasn't a murder, wasn't some crazy, you know, it was just nature took its course on these poor souls. Um, he know, of course, he knows about the Wheeler thing, of course, Hank breaking into his son's computer and going to him. And I think that he doesn't want any of that because that would have been under his watch mm, if yeah. that were to come out that Navarro shot him or whatever. And so I think he's just trying to cover his ass more than I don't want you to solve this. Uh, that that's the impression I got this episode from from Ted. I think what do you do you agree with that or I, I think that Hank knows more than Connolly knows mm. because it suits Kate better to not have Connolly involved in the nitty gritty shit since he could rise he's her man on the inside he's the real man on the inside for her right hank is an errand boy that they've each been and both i would believe it seems to me that it would be the type of situation with both hank and Connolly currying favor with her by doing things for her but i i would believe that Connolly may turn a, a blind eye say to what happened to annie but he may not, he didn't know the details or would be involved in it. That I could believe. And it's a little bit more of a complex character, especially with his relationship with Danvers. You know? Yeah. So. And that's one thing Kate says is like, yeah, he's sleeping with her. We, we, he can't get involved. And, and, and again, why, why Hank didn't get chief of police is because Ted had brought Liz in. Yes. Which doesn't make so, a lot of sense because knowing Liz, would he really think that she wouldn't get involved with shit or like maybe we're seeing a different Liz. Like I, like that's the thing is I was thinking mm. about that. There is that kind of growth in the character because in that first episode, I kept pointing out, she kept saying things like, ah, this town takes people. We're not going to figure this out. You know, like she had right, that more right. of attitude that he has, which is kind of like turn the blind and eye. And it's killed Annie K. Exactly. Yeah. Let it be the myth rather than us actually doing fucking police work and finding out who killed these women or this woman, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I think that obviously she's she's changed. So maybe when he put her there, he actually thought, oh, she's like me. She's not going to dig into this shit. She's just going to well, go pick up the drunks and put them in the tank and whatever, you know? Right. Because even when we, we get first introduced to Ted, he's even talking like, you don't want this case. You're not going to take yeah. this case. This I know you. Me. I know you. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You're doing this to her. Like, so th- that's valid. And I think the. Good point. The Navarro aspect of it is what kind of starts to get her out. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's other things, of course, but what, what makes her want to be the connection to Leah? It's all coming together at the same yeah. time, you know, and yeah. he can't control that, right? Like he can't control right. all that shit. So eventually they have to take the case away from her. And then, like you say, we see that great part where she goes and sees the bodies of all these little kids and women and is like, what the fuck? And she kind of wakes up and she's like, I have to do some actual police work. And then she yeah. you know, gets to business. And before that, that, that conversation she has with Leah in the tub at Kayla's, you know, I haven't given up on you yet. Yeah. And it, they, they, at that conversation, I think hit her in a way too. That made her, cause she's like nine stillborns. I mean, she, I mean, Danvers is trying to be like, yeah, I know, I know the, you know, nope, nine nine mothers that lost their child. And then that really spurs her on to um, go check the bodies out. And that hits her and yeah, probably a connection yeah. with her dying son. And I mean, everything comes together. That's why, honestly, some, some people, some critics have like been saying like, Oh, you know, it, it's clunky writing or the characters aren't all of a sudden this. And that. I'm like, well, <sighs> you can't show everything and we got a lot of dialogue especially early in the season and i think these characters have have grown or have gone their their path fine in this series yeah dude i, I i'm I, not seeing it i'm no, not seeing I, neither I the negativity they they uh, i think that they have set things up even the little things like the relationship between pete and kayla's wife and there, and then with a with with a which eventually leads to him getting kicked out, which lets right. us see the father and son relationship more, and the whole scene of sitting outside and saying I'm five minutes away, and and listening to him play the song, which was great. We'll talk about that because I wanted to mention some about it, but um, that leads us to to the end having more meaning. The the whole thing with the mail order bride gives Hank motivation, right? And we see his mm -hmm. true sadness and how alone he is and why he would do what he does at the end. I think that's great writing. I think this has been written great. And that's why I think when things are happening and we've talked about it, or we see the show going in a certain way, we've been doing this for like fucking 15 years solo. We can tell Okay, if we're if we can see what the show is the same way the showrunner sees it and when you hear interviews and stuff and you're like, yeah, that's what I thought too, then that is a good show. They are communicating right. properly. It's when you hear the showrunner say weird shit, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. these relationships yeah. are really important and you're like, what? I thought that was the really the B story. What do you mean? Then you're like, oh shit, we're watching a different show than what they think they're making. This, yeah, show and I mean, a lot of people were criticizing the writing because oh, there's four writers credited, meaning two people were writing it and they had to rewrite. What? And everyone's like, oh, you got to rewrite a script. Don't you know, know how things are made, dude. They just that, that's, that's what stupid. that's what bothers me. That's silly. Is 
we get people who who haven't been involved in film production or developing something or and they read just, a book on assume, it or read interviews. You can still yeah. do that. You don't have to, not everyone has the opportunity to be a part of it. Right. But you can read, right. You and, can educate yourself. Yes, you can educate. And it's just, just because there's four red doesn't mean it's the devil's own, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, rewritten as they're shooting, you know, but yeah. I just that that bothers, and sometimes that, that, that works out great me. as we both know as well sometimes there's, it does there's no right way to make so, some of the worst sets have turned into the greatest movies and some of the best sets have turned into horrible films yeah it doesn't it, it does not equate it, in the end it's there's so many issues and that's for another pod that's but like with everything it, right yeah i mean it's just it does just because you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Just because you see four people written by for a television episode doesn't mean it was bad. It just means it mean that the the means a different. You know, because the writers' room is usually a lot of yeah. people, and I know only one or two people usually get credit. It could also but, mean that the that the showrunner wants to give people in the writing room a credit. So they can be better off in the union and they can, it's, it's a lot of business stuff too. It could mean it's, so many different stuff. things. Exactly. You know, like it just, so, so anyone listening who, really who has nice heard that, yeah, just don't, if you see multiple writers, don't all of a sudden no. <laughs> think, it's oh, it's going to be a bad written episode. <laughs> that makes no sense to me. But anyway, um, I mean, ah, ah, moving on, um, what do we, what do we, what do we want to hit next? Um, well, Bogus should... pollution numbers. <laughs> I'm being. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all connected. A lot of things that we were have been talking about the whole time. The connection between everything's connected, right? The mine is connected to Talal. Is connected to the water, the government, the cops. Um. It's the caves, right? It's all, they know about everything. I like this scene in the car um, with Kate and Hank, the way Kate just starts yeah. saying shit. And you're like, okay, good. All right. We're getting it out in the open. I love scenes like that where they just say it, right? Like, because that's what she would say to the guy who moved the body and who had been involved in, you know? And I, I like that whole scene was fun where she was like, I'm not saying to kill. Someone. Oh yeah. That, but that, that was smart. Him. Yeah. That was smart. But now, it's, like, I mean, I mean, he could have re it recording. He could be recording it and yeah, you know, but um, she's, she was, she's, I guess Hank has proven his worth in the past. This time it obviously doesn't work out, but he had proven his worth to her in the past. So, um, yeah. but that whole thing was good to get it all out in the open. We know what's going on. The interesting thing is, so they killed Annie. Why we still, right? We still have mysteries here though. We still don't know why. Yeah. What's in the cave? She goes, we can't yeah. let her get to the cave. Into can't the let cave. Liz get to that cave. That's what what type of evidence say. is going to be in that cave? In that cave, is, Axel. I, so, I mean, I think it would be connect the the correct numbers or evidence of um, some way in which they're polluting the water and the surrounding through the mine and that Talal was covering it up, cooking the numbers for them. I don't know what that could be. Um, yeah. 
you know, or could, is it something supernatural? Are they involved? They don't seem she, there's no supernatural angle coming from Hank Connolly and Kate, right? They're complete. That's an interesting point to make is uh, they've made no mention of it. Hank hasn't said anything about she's awake or anything, right? That's coming right. from somewhere else. That's coming from Otis and and uh, and Navarro and and, and locals. Yeah, and, and it all seems Annie K mining cover yeah. up stuff, and I just, the stuff with the scientists. Like I've always said, I think both are, are separate. I think the scientist could be supernatural esque, and Annie K murder is human cover up crap. <laughs> um, so, I, I, yeah, that's a great point, Axel, because yeah. they don't mention anything with supernatural. Now, what couldn't they cover up in the caves? They know don't go to the cave. Okay, what well, could they sent someone down there to clean it up? Like, there's got to be something there. And she does now. Is there a tunnel yeah. to the station? That's or what I'm thinking. Is it some way something that some? How could there be a physical evidence of the connection if it's like their equipment, right, or another lab or something like that? Right? Yeah, um, yeah. That that's something that I could see. Um, I think that uh, that's kind of interesting. But they, you know what the thing is? They, she doesn't mention Clark at all, right? So we still don't know, yeah, the whole deal. But behind him, um, Kath, I think that's a way to pronounce it, uh, says Clark had to have Annie's phone and brought it back to the trailer. He had it after her death and is connected to Hank and the mine owners and covered up the cause of her death. So that's the guilt. He was somehow. He, he knew what was happening or like we talked about that a bit last week. Is that all we're going to get from him? That's where right. it has to meet, right? Like he's the meeting point between the supernatural and whatever happened to her and Talal and all that. He still remains the connection and that's who we're still seeking, right? Like as the episode ends, we're, we're still trying to seek out and find where he is. But Hank or Annie didn't mention him at all, nor did it seem that Connolly knew where he was or anything like that. You know, she right. was concerned with Otis, but with Otis Otis leading to the caves, not to him. And so that's I find that to be interesting too. We still got a lot going on. Um let me I'm trying to look through some of the we talked about a lot of the Facebook stuff. Well, what about um I, I just want to mention the 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 rally that turned into yeah you know, the police you know that, that whole was thing shot with, pretty well. I thought we, they did a good job of that. I was surprised. Yeah, there was a cool shot when uh, when Leah wa is walking out and kind of walking to the sea. Like it was like it was, it, it was. I liked the way it was shot there. Yeah. And now, did she hit Navarro or was about to? with something and then realized it was oh, her she hit she her dragged away yeah, she oh she did hit her, her. Yeah, okay she hit her. yeah that was and the bar was like what the hell and then of course she's getting dragged out and getting beat. that was a good shot too of like navarro it reminded me of true detective season two when navarro was yeah. in the van you know um i thought they did a good job too it's so difficult like even if you have like a hundred people 
when you do a wide shot, it looks like 10 people. It's very, it's hard to make, you know, you really have to do, do nice low to the ground shooting, keeping stuff kind of more claustrophobic. Uh, they did a great job right. of making that feel real and not making it feel kind of like a movie set type of thing with a bunch of extras. Sure. Um, sure. But uh, I thought that that was kind of a, that whole scene was kind of cool to me. It was like a little set piece for them. And the way it was kind of, they dealt too, they dealt well too with like the tension of it's getting out of control, but how out of control was it going to get at some point I felt, are they going to really start killing people or, you know what I mean? It did. It got me kind of ratchet up. Like I like that. Yeah. Tensions are rising and, you know, and, and that's ever present the water, whether they're, what they're doing to the people. Um, it's coming out from that earlier scene we saw when they were, when they were all together and then her, her uh leah's little girlfriend just runs off see you can't got, trust those yeah. little white girls man i'm telling you no, the little white girls you can't run, you can't run trust away. them don't mess with them you know uh that what was about- sad i was wondering why that was in there i was like why did they that was kind of <coughs> sad you know like <laughs> but danford well, said don't trust her right yeah well th- yeah and exactly <laughs> and i really love the seat the the scene in the jail cell with uh Pete and Leah, you know, sharing the, the, that was very sweet. The, the Cheetos, the twirled Cheetos or whatever, spiral Cheetos or whatever it was, what kind of take on that. But that was just a really nice scene. And we learn a lot about Pete too. I mean, his character on how, you know, she's, you know, Leah's talking about how, you know, you know, Kayla was crying and she just wants the person she fell in love with. And, and, and it was like the one, you know, she so felt in love with that the hockey game and like oh when i won you know the championship no when you lost and what you did and you know him falling so uh you know and losing the game because the the player he's playing against uh his father had a stroke or whatever and and he still you know is, won't admit it but just goes to show you and, yeah. and think about he's taking slaps from his dad and finally when his dad betrays him really betrays him and is about to say, she's like, don't touch me. And he finally stands up for himself. Yes. You well, know, in that. And, and, and go ahead. Oh, no, no. No, I was just kind of taught. I mean, yeah. It's just so. But sad. that scene in the jail cell, though, was, 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 was remarkable. The chemistry that those two actors have with each other. Yeah. Same as like when they're watching the video at, on the ice. Like, like, really, really, man, the chemistry there. Um, as an actor, I see that, and I'm just like, it's remarkable. It's so nice and refreshing. Two young actors just really like not overdoing it, but being so precise. And I just, it's just really well done. But yeah, uh, so I guess you want to move on to the fall of Hank. Um, yeah, I was going to say that Finn Bennett is his name. What he has such an yeah. interesting jaw right great jaw on that guy yeah man just yeah. a nice big jaw on him it, lo- it looks like he's got a couple pieces of baseball gum on either side um <laughs> he's doing a little of the guy he could play like a young Vito corleone you know um maybe they'll do that uh or oh, wait they a, did that a paul already. walker character in fast and furious <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, oh no! Fast and Furious. furious Why are yeah, you drafting and everyone into the Fast and Furious world? So, what are you trying to do? You're trying to get I'm trying a to job. Get them paid. 
I'm it's, trying to get them paid. I think you should be you know? in Fast and Furious solo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. That's what I'm the, talking about. That's, um, that's what right. I'm talking about. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the end. You want to talk now? Okay. okay. Go. Okay. I'm going to go. <laughs> Did you notice it has come out after and it was pointed out by our uh, Issa Lopez, our creator, writer, and director of all the fucking episodes. Great job. Kudos to you. That Hank did not have his finger on the trigger when he pointed his gun at Danvers. And she said that John Hawks came up with it. He did that on purpose. I did not, but rewatching that scene, he knew that Pete wasn't, wasn't going to let him shoot her and that he was going to get shot. Yeah. He just pointed, he was never going to shoot Danvers and uh, without knowing about the finger thing uh, that I didn't know, but now it makes even more sense. Cause that's what I got because him playing the song that, uh, that it sounded like Johnny cash. I, I was freaking awesome song. Uh, it was just really well done. Him bringing up saving his son in the ice, basically telling him, I know I've been a shit father at times, but I care about you. And I wasn't going to let you die that day. Yeah. They did and a then, great job and then, of bringing this to the climax, man. It felt that he was working through his emotions and once he accepted, I'm going to take care of Otis. And once he shows up to Danvers house, he was all in to do whatever it took. And I don't think he wanted to necessarily live. I'm not going to say suicide by cop, but damn close to it. Because once he shoots Otis, he knows it's over for him. He knows his son isn't going to, I mean, it's a last ditch effort for us. He knows he can't get out of this because they're not They're not going to, cover 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 a murder up yeah. i don't think the whole thing him, was, Frank. it was it was so well done it was so shocking it's not often that a show can just suck you in like that where you're just you feel the pain of the choices that the person made and it wasn't just peter it was hank shooting otis as you pointed right. out that was like what the fuck and you saw and man jody foster a national treasure here in the United States of America. She reminded me of Morgan Freeman in seven when she, when Morgan Freeman's with Spacey and Brad Pitt there and he's trying to control Brad Pitt, not to shoot him. Yeah. And oh, whoa, 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 wait, it, that reminded me of that scene, the way Jodie Foster was there. The I'm reaction. like, Oh, she's doing the Morgan yeah. Freeman, trying to, trying to not get escalate well, the situation. She, yeah. She made it a wrong i mean it's it was just a great performance the whole thing was amazing the whole sequence of events and i did not notice that about the finger um and then reading it after and um seeing some feedback too i was like wow that is that's really awesome that john hawks did that and that they were deep into character like that and that also uh, she I'm let a story. Him. I got a story, a little story about that. Okay. Well, go ahead. I'm just saying that she let him okay. do that continued. And that was the take they used. Cause I'm sure they did other takes too. Right. So I think well, that that's awesome. What's interesting is when we were shooting the star city murders, we have a scene where me and my co-star Michelle Lukes 
we're going into a scene that possibly a killer could be there. And she's the one who told me, don't put your finger on the trigger, put it up. That's the way, you know, you enter a building. Like she was on the show strike back for five seasons and they handled guns and a yeah, lot of yeah, training. Yep. So she kind of gave me that like, Oh, cause I had my finger on the trigger and I didn't realize it. And I'm like, Oh, so like when you bring that up, it just brought me back to when we were shooting that scene. But nice. it, 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 because when your finger's on the trigger, you're ready to shoot right away. When it's not, you, you're, you're, you're basically following protocol that you're not there to shoot yeah. to kill. You're there to, you know, talk down the, you know, the suspect or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, it just felt, especially rewatching it leading up to that moment. Uh, it felt like that Hank was just, he was past the point of no return. But I, he was not going to kill Danvers in front of Pete. He was not going to do it. I really believe that. Oh, and I yeah. think it talk, was suicide I, by cop, yeah. as they call it. And that's really yeah. what it was. Suicide by son. And what a fucking prick to put your son in that position. Like, fuck yeah. you. You know, it just shows there was no there's no redemption of Hank as you had hoped solo. Um, yeah. This no. is pitiful motherfucker. I mean, for real, like. Talk there about no spreading the pain, hope. passing it on, as Eddie Vedder said. Um, that's really what you're doing, and it's disgusting. And he just, it seems like he treated like him like that his whole life. And you know what? His son's a good guy, a good cop. He seems to care about his family and what, and he didn't, it's, he didn't, you know, what happened with his wife it was so upsetting to him. And the dad is kind of like, yeah, come on over. Oh, good. You're fucked up too. You know, you could just see it there yeah. too. You know, it was really kind of sick that I do want to just throw in and say that when he played the song, that was awesome. I thought that was the best use of music in, in the show. And a couple episodes ago or last episode, I think I, I used the wrong name. It's diegetic. So diegetic music is music when the or when the audience hears the same thing the characters hear. Non-diegetic is score songs that are played that only we the audience hear that the actual characters do not hear in the realm on okay. the world of the film. But I just wanted to mention that because that kind of crossed over into both and i like the use of that how we hear them playing but then we see them driving and we hear the song so i i really thought that that was a really awesome use of music since i kind of dissed i did music feel last time i thought this was great and i loved it i yeah i felt like and this could have been my ears i felt like when he was playing and we were seeing him it was like him there and then i felt like it changed when we went away from that. Like it was non-diegetic, I guess, whatever you call it. Like, did, did that, did you hear the change where it, yes, came, it yeah, seemed like yeah. more in stereo yeah. versus him? Just I think strumming? it may have been a different recording, like one in the that's studio what I was and thinking. one on the, yeah. one on the on yes. set. So that's what I was thinking. And too. I, that's like what how I, that, I like that too, right? Like it changed yeah. it. That's kind that's really interesting to me. That speaks, that was a cool use of music too, because that speaks to me of the line between the real and the supernatural, right? And 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 that we're becoming a part of that in the show. 
Um, Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, that whole scene was fucking nuts. I agree with you. I don't, now that I think about it and notice the finger, I don't think he was going to shoot her. But in the, in the heat of the moment, while I was watching it, my duck hunt take would have been to poop, pop him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it seemed like he was going to do it. It really did. So, but I think also there's that anger that Pete had in knowing who his dad was. He might be felt, I mean, look, he already fucking shot Otis. He's fucked. And then, and then that was the killer for me. And I thought it was such good writing for him to drop the part about, I didn't kill her. I only moved the body because that even more than the Otis thing Ah, that seals it. Like, we can never trust this motherfucker. He's been in on it from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that was... And then for Mm. Navarro to come in and kind of save the day and be like, this never fucking happened. I love that. I was like, okay. (laughs) She's being practical. Did you feel it was going to end kind of near there? Yes. Like, Like the episode extended a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Like I didn't expect to ha- get more, and I was happy like, each time. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Wait a minute, it's still going." Because usually yeah. they would end, especially when the, it was like the shot. I doubt they not a. They, I don't think they used a crane. They probably went on a ladder or something, or with technology, probably just. But like when you see the overhead shot of you know of the crime scene and they're all there. Um, I thought it was going to end there. And then, no, we get more dialogue. Then we get them driving away into the darkness, which is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. I, I just, I'm, it, it, great shots this episode, too. This show is so well shot, man. It is yeah. just oh, it so is. beautiful. Um, can I, I grab well, a couple uh, Facebook? Or, or did yes. You want- I just want to say one thing real quick before yeah. we get to the book of face. Do so it. when the, when uh, when they're talking about uh, Tuttle, how – you know, they're connected and they also have, I guess, companies in Canada and China. Mm. So I'm like, is it going to be true detective China and true detective <laughs> Canada coming? Um, that's the first thing I thought of. I, I broke the fourth wall or no, I wasn't in the walls. But, that would be cool, um, man. I would, I would be down with that. That's like Tokyo vice is like true detective yeah. Tokyo. Yeah. So my thing is one question I want to ask you before we get to the Facebook stuff. Um, so do you f- have a problem? I know one podcast had a problem with we're getting all this key investigative information only from Pete's Googling <laughs> and research. And is that a problem for you getting all this key information from one character? No, it's not a problem for me at all. Me neither. You want to know no. why? Because it's a small police force and there's only certain people working on this case. That's why. And so it's like someone I have a problem with that. I just, I, you know, and then the the theory start like, Oh, Pete's bad. He's the one manipulating the case. I'm like, have you seen, I know it would be interesting, (laughs) but I don't think so. (laughs) Actually, as mad as I was, I I, I I don't know how you'd still think that at the end of this episode, unless it was like, my dad said too much. I got to take him out, but then he might have shot Danvers and would have helped his dad move the body. (laughs) That were the case. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, it doesn't bother me because I don't think it's, first of all, it's his job and he's proven to be good at it. 
Second of all, it is not as if it is not presented as if he found out some super fucking secret information on the dark web. They just never looked into it. That's right. Like that's kind of, it's, it's like out there in plain sight. Nobody is, they're not, it's not like he is super fucking, you know, Bruce Wayne, super sleuth, Batman. He, it's just that they are not questioned and that's supposed to be part of the show's universe as well with Connolly and Hank and every, they're just starting to question it. So that I think, you know, kind of feeds into, uh, it actually feeds into a couple of comments. We had one from James who has the picture of Blair and her fellow. He says, did Blair and her fellow (laughs) blue crab workers snuff out the lab crew and Ryan, who had a great post a couple episodes back, uh, elaborated. It's it's a very long. You can look at it up. Look up on our Facebook page, Daily DVR. Um, but going into his idea too, that the women have kind of banded together, and they took they they couldn't prove all this was happening, but they knew it was happening. And since all of them know Kate too, I think that's part of the deal as well is that Navarro is a part of this community, but she's also kept out and at arm's length because she's a cop and Danvers is, doesn't want to be a part of the community in that way. So things are happening and a lot of people know things that we don't know as an audience too, because we're following these main characters who aren't in on it. So I like that idea that as well as there being a, a separate mine Tuttle entity, there's the people in the town have come together to fight up against it. Whether or not that's going to be also a supernatural aspect. I don't really know. I don't know how much more supernatural we'll see. It could be all supernatural. You know, we'll see. Well, even with the, the with him with Hank moving the body and stuff, I mean, how did the tongue who put the tongue there? Or you know Yeah. Well that was a good point. I mean, Andy and I kind of talked about that the tongue is there because they did it. Right? Like mm-hmm. it, maybe, maybe yeah. it was there already. And hmm, because of those yeah. cells that it had on it, there's still yeah, that. Like, is she taught? Is was her mom tied to? Is there? Is what else is going? See, that's that lab. Maybe they're gonna go into that tunnel and they're gonna find some fucking lab with like mutants in it or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. Professor know. X will be there. Yeah, and be like, hello. We're like, um. Polycarpo says, sounds to me, she is awake, refers to the land. The earth is awake and bleeding, so the mine will definitely have to close now. But, of course, corporate interests won't do it, so we will all die. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. That's actually good. Yeah, that's not kind of good. Oh, okay. L has an interesting one. Just an observation, rewatching episode one, if you look at Travis's dance... When he's kind of dancing, remember Rose sees him kind of dancing in the snow. It seems like maybe he is miming what happened to the scientists that were killed in the snowbank. It'll be interesting to see if we get an explanation of their deaths, and then we see if it aligns with Travis's movements. The writing mm. on the show is so thoughtful. I think there is meaning everywhere. I think that's an interesting idea. 
It's almost like the OA I, or something. We're going to see. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was, I'm dance. just going to do the OA moves. Yeah. Those weird OA moves. That but is I, interesting. I, I think maybe stuff in the first episode or two, the little clues there will go back and be like, oh, shoot, there's some clues there, you know? Yeah. That's always, um, I could see that happening. Definitely, man. Gina. Yeah, why was he doing that, Dan? Why was yeah. I'm doing it right now? Like I'm in my chair. I'm jerking. I'm kind of doing the Elaine though. That's kind of, I like that dance. Oh. Um, <laughs> Gina says, why on earth did Navarro's mom move to Boston in the first place? What else happened when she was there? Patriots fan. Yeah. Oh no, no Tom Brady. What serious oh, university? Yeah. He was all over the Super Bowl, man. Tom Brady is like, uh, he's doing a lot of work. Uh, you know what though? He's yeah. good. I have to admit, I might like him as a, uh, a broadcaster solo. My, my opinion of him might change. I'm oh, open to it. Right. I'm open to it. Okay. Um, I will see. Uh, I look forward to possible. <laughs> oh, change. Um, she says, what serious university did Rose work for? I was thinking initially Berkeley, but now wondering if it's Harvard or MIT and she's in cahoots with Talal and somehow knew Navarro's mom in Boston. Maybe she's even a Tuttle as she does seem to have the most money of anyone we've seen in the show. There was someone else who had a little theory about Rose being, uh, being bad, being kind of maybe closer to mm. the bad spiritual spirit energy side than the and and reality too and being like a tunnel i like that gina did she kill travis did oh, she actually kill travis she took him out oh wow gina also I mentions mean, all the teal i don't really i didn't see all the colors but she says there's teal everywhere yeah turk if you want to call it turquoise or oh, teal yeah. but um turquoise yeah they they there's one pod that has been on everything is blank watch 2024 <laughs> and i guess that that's been a, a color that's been predominant like the hockey jersey tonight in the bedroom painting you know there's been a lot of turquoise slash teal uh colors this whole all five episodes if you go back and kind of look that's been like one of the main colors mm, yeah i liked it was there so I, I felt like i cut you off there was there something you were going to say before there solo or do you remember? Eh, maybe. Yeah. Um, Rose. Oh, Rose. Yeah. Um, oh, I love when Danvers, I mean, not Danvers, uh, Navarro tells um, Pete to, you know, go go to uh, go to Rose, tell her to uh, take her, you know, uh, take the bodies to Rose and tell her, take me to Julia. So I guess they're going to dump the bodies in the water. Um, yep. But Rose, whoa, whoa, whoa. Rose, everybody. Now, another theory out there, and we have talked about this, is that is, is Rose Navarro's vision. But I swear Pete mentioned Rose that, yes, you know, knows yeah. of Rose, right? Yeah. Didn't, you know. And or, Danvers did, that's too. What, yeah. I believe they both did. Um, and then plus if she says go to Rose and I, I believe Danvers would have said, wait, she's dead. What are you going to Rose for? You know, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's the night country. Sometimes it confuses us. Maybe Danvers is, is, is real is a lot. Um, Danvers is all a vision. She's not really there. 
Kevin says, episode four turned supernatural. Episode five brought it back to more mortal explanations. Seems our conclusion is headed towards a mix of both. Hank said he moved Annie's body but didn't kill her, so it's likely whatever killed her was more human than supernatural. Cutting her tongue out is a warning to others to shut up about the mind, but why keep it in pristine condition and leave it at Talal? We still got to go back to that weird cells on her tongue. What's up with that? Yeah. What's up with the weird tongue? Uh, again, he mentions Sedna. Uh, now, this is interesting. Maybe the purpose of the whole supernatural thread of the show is for Navarro's character to find closure for her own demons and her family history of mental illness. Gotta believe Rose will be involved in helping Navarro somehow. Hmm. Um, the night yeah. country is maybe sacred and supernatural ice caves below the surface that have been intruded upon by the mining, ice coring, and dredging. Interesting. And maybe well, Annie Kay in her video, right, is like she found something there in the caves, and before she got, does she she mentions that right in her video? This is Annie Kotak. Yeah, you know so. Not only is there evidence of her probably dying there, but there could be something she discovered as well. So uh, I think we're, it's inevitable we're going to get the ice caves because that's where they're headed. Yes. Because they have to go now to oh. cover the storm to cover their tracks. Yeah, we forgot to mention her, yeah, getting back the spiral stone, right? And we, we kind oh, yeah. of find out uh, what, they, what it meant. And his that, buddy, Kenny. Right? Yeah. Kenny. Yeah, I think so. Ken Bo. So. So, yeah, so it, it said that these uh, rocks, you know, with the symbol on them was to warn hunters yeah. where, you know, of, you Ice know, games. where they could possibly fall down into the, yeah, um, which was interesting. Um, but I'm still like, well, where's the origin of these symbols? Why, why the spiral? <laughs> <You're> <laughs> Is it like down. going down? Yeah. yeah. You know, like uh, vertigo, yep. Alfred Hitchcock's vertigo. Um yeah, because her his grandmother Kenny was saying that you know the night country was going to take us. So it does seem these K's is the belt of the night country. Yeah. Um. So. Well, solo, we've got Yo. one episode left. Yeah, we do. We're headed to the finale. Where do you see things going? Is there anything in particular you're looking for? Do you have any predictions? Or are you just along for the ride? You know, it, it's it, it's interesting. I mean, I some of my predictions, early easy predictions were right, but my, you know, Hank shooting Wheeler wrong, <laughs> Ted being the big bad wrong. So, I th I think I'm going in without any predictions or certain expectations of what I want to happen. I'm more of, of a, I watch it to see what happens very rarely. I think lost was the only show where I, there's stuff I wanted that I didn't get. And you can be very let down when that happens. Uh, I love lost. It was great. I just, you know, with an over analyzing it all those years, uh, you know, we wanted to see what Inman getting shot in the hatch, like stupid stuff for our, <laughs> certain things we wanted uh, but 
Yeah, no, I don't really, I, I feel, I hope we get most answers. Um, I, in true detective form, I'd like to know how both murders happen and I'll be happy. Yeah. Um, how we get there. I'm along for the ride. I'm excited. Uh, I, I trust Issa Lopez. I want to work with her. So if you're listening, uh, if you're going to do a fast and the furious movie or whatever you're going to do next, <laughs> give me a call. True detective call Burbank. Solos there. True detective Burbank. Um, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with Uh, you, buddy. I'm with you. I like what Kevin said. Our conclusions headed towards a mix of both. And that's what I think we thought from the beginning. Annie did die by human hands. And there is a a, a natural act that occurred to end her life and this cover up that then ensued and involves several layers of cops and townspeople and mines and Talal and labs and her boyfriend who seems to have known too much and is running. And who knows if we'll even get any information. Like you said, he could be crazy by now, right? Like his, with his eyes popped out and his ears bleeding. Um, but I'm along for the ride whatever it happens. I also like though, this being really, centered on Navarro and her journey and her family and her representation of her culture and history. Um, and I think that that's, that is something that's, I guess a little bit what I look for the resolution to me. That's the most intriguing character. Gina agreed that it seems like she's marked for death. It seems, but maybe rebirth. Um, yeah, I like to go see, either way. Yeah. I'd like to see what happens with the character. We're propelled into action. Now the next episode I think is going to be fast and furious. I think, she, I mean, whoa. I got, I didn't even realize I did that solo. Oh, I you did. I thought you did God. that for me. No, it's see, it's so infused me cause it's all about family and we're family. So I said it, man, we're on the <laughs> same wavelength. Um, but I really do. It's, I love the way the episode ended and it was crazy. And now there's consequences and they've got to figure, they've got to get to the end here. Right. To, and we'll see what happens. Oh, one quick prediction. Oh, okay. In the cave, we're going to see Russ Cole as a white Walker. Oh, I like that. I like that. And Woody Harrelson smoking a bone. And he's like, I told you it was a flat circle. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. HBO my ass. It's not TV. (laughs) (laughs) It's true detective, motherfuckers. Um, I don't know what you just turned into a different person, but uh, I can't do that accent. (laughs) I'm from New Jersey. Sorry. (laughs) All right. Uh, You know what? I I like recording at night better. I think we're more loose and have more fun. I think this is good. I like the night recording. But listen, everybody, please send us an email, dvrpodcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group. Thank you to everyone who emailed and wrote a comment in the Facebook group um, about True Detective Night Country. We couldn't do the show without you. We are very interested in everyone's response to the final episode. We will be back to talk about it next week. Solo and I solo. Do you have anything else you want to say? No, just enjoy the finale. Everyone, uh, looking forward to it. Hope 
hopefully it's uh it's a little longer um do we do we have a running time yet or? i'm not sure of the running do time. they release that do they release that uh sometimes well, they long do, but you never know uh, yeah. until it drops you know what i'm saying right right so i'm excited for sunday night can't wait and remember axel i mean you always have an open in- invitation i mean it ain't exactly the Radisson, but come on over. <laughs> now I'm gonna say the Radisson isn't that gr- is more isn't that great. So Hank, I guess you know. Yeah, boy, I guess that's where he was shacking up with his. Will we ever find out if his who catfished him? Yeah, if he was catfished, <laughs> I think know? it was a tuttle. Yeah, it was it a tuttle in was. China. Uh, that would really, if it really did turn out to be Pete, that would make it even more fucked up. So that or that prediction that someone had, I can't remember who it was last week, that it was actually Pete doing it. Um, that would be even yeah, more or Dan, up. yeah, that would be. But I think to help Brett's Kavik theory out, yeah, maybe Kavik yeah. is doing it. So we, he's getting yeah. and he got the money, and it's helped his business thrive. Oh, there we go. I dig it. All right. Well, thanks everyone for Kavik. listening. It's all Kavik. Head over to dvrpodcast.com. <laughs> Become a patron, support the pod, patreon.com slash DVR. Thank you so much for the Apple podcast reviews, Spotify, whatever you're listening on. I love, I just want to take a moment to say, and I don't even know, I don't always get a chance to tell you. So the emails I get from people, it's like, I listen to you on do mayor of Kingstown. I listen to you do game of Thrones. Oh, I, I remember I listened to you guys um do big little lies or so like so many mind oh, hunters awesome. someone wrote today an email i remember oh, you were great doing mind hunter i was so happy to find you do it's awesome to know after all these years there are a lot of people who we know and we talk to whether it's facebook doing the podcast with them everyone we podcast with we started out started out as listeners and yeah. we started out listening to each other yeah. So yeah. <laughs> on different podcasts. It's so come come full circle, yeah. if you will. Yep. Uh no, that 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 is outstanding. And, and honestly, from the bottom of our podcast hearts, we really do appreciate it. And it's and don't be afraid if you if you haven't reached out or nothing, reach out to us. We're we, we love to hear from anyone who, you know, maybe you've been listening to us for years and hasn't said some, you know, hasn't reached out or whatever. And if you have the time, do that. That's yeah. we love to hear this because it means a lot that, you know, you guys listen to us and we're, you know, we're just two dudes who work in the film business and uh, just love talking about TV and film and enjoy each other's company. And, uh, you know, it's amazing how, yes, listeners of our lost podcast are now like podcasting with us and Owen Brett, and, you know, Gina and every, and Jenny, you know, it, and it's, it's the Joe bears of the world. Like it's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, it's a great community, and we appreciate the support. Yeah, maybe we'll all band together and kill some scientists at a lab who are polluting the water in our town. But you know what? That's for another podcast. Hey. Exactly. Yeah. But you know what, Axel? You know what? What a great New Year's Eve in Ennis 
It was. What a, what a fucking holiday season. <laughs> this is the worst what? holiday season. I used to love Christmas until this fucking show. Now I don't. I just want to skip right past it. You know. Now so, New Year's they don't even celebrate it. Gee, I you know. know. God, it's like no fucking fun. Let's just throw the fucking turkey in the garbage. And Pete's in that shack with no oh no heat. He's gonna die. I know that that is that cannot be safe for him. That cannot be. safe. I hope he at least sleeps on the couch now Seriously. that he's gonna clean up the bodies. And I know. He so Danvers, let him stay. Let him stay on the couch. <laughs> All right. Let's end the podcast. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Peace out.